since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. That's kind of scary, though. <laughs> it's my kind of scary. Oh, I can't wait to hate that movie. You know what I reckon we could release and still be famous? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode of Wiki Review, we figure we've been talking about Eminem a lot on the podcast, and a lot of people know who Eminem is, but nobody knows the name of his band, which is D Twizzy, also known as D12. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for D12. Boom! I know it might sound a little bizarre, alright? You might think that we're some sort of con artist, we might be a conniver. Swifty. There might be some bugs in there, but we will show you proof that this band is somehow related to Eminem. <laughs> Fuzz Skoda. <laughs> That'll make sense later. There are like two members in there that nobody will really know. Most people won't know any of the members. <laughs> At best, proof. People know proof because he died. But bugs that you had in there. Bugs. Yeah, he's dead as well. In fact, he died first. You could say that proof was the second coming of bugs. <laughs> right? Because they both died. I have no idea who bugs is. I have no idea how he died. I don't know how he died either I think he got shot that's a safe and bet it's always a safe bet when you're talking about rappers I know they did a song commemorating him on their second album he's one of the members of D12 that died before they got famous that's gotta suck Don't it'd even be get... like you dying and then this podcast just goes on wow. to like mega superstardom I have no idea how I'm gonna make new episodes <laughs> <laughs> gonna say, is it like a business where the guy retires like you still keep the name on it well I forgot it's like the Simpsons it doesn't matter if the voice actor dies we just find someone who can do a good Garth voice and then hope we can carry on without missing a beat. I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> That'd be awesome if we could just have people just sit in on our episodes. Great. Like, if you couldn't be bothered, you just knew someone who did, like, a perfect Garth voice. You're like, oh, can you just do this one for me? Like the news presenters that come during the holidays. Yeah, there's the normal guy every week until mm. the holidays, then you get that guest person. <laughs> be like, hey, we're going on a holiday. Do you guys mind doing the wiki review for a while? So, um, <laughs> Ren and Gareth come in. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to wiki review. I bet no one would notice the difference. No, probably not. <laughs> I'd give them cheat sheets. <laughs> when in doubt, do like some sort of Terminator reference. Yeah. Or the Matrix. Don't forget to go woo or boom at some point. <laughs> you can just work that in there. That's always a crowd pleaser. And Ken, don't talk about bed knobs and broomsticks. No one knows what that is and you talk about it way too much. <laughs> I told you I don't know what that is. You're the only prick who does. It's Angela Lansbury fighting Nazis. We know you told us. We saw your PowerPoint presentation. I think they're remaking that soon too. Oh, so it might be topical again. Uh, well, aren't you happy? 
<laughs> I can hear the cheer in your voice like, yes, I'm going to be relevant again. Oh, I can't wait to hate that movie. <laughs> I've hated every remake that's come out so far. Mary Poppins is being remade. It'll be out soon. I don't think it's being remade. It's a sequel. What? It's got to be the longest between the original and the sequel. There's no way it's a sequel. That makes no sense. What, the kids are growing up? No, no. It's the son in the first one. It's his kids. Okay, so he gets that she's going to just take these children to like hang out with bag ladies and stuff. Yeah. So Mary Poppins shows up and says like, you've lost your ways. I'm going to take your kids and take them on adventures and stuff. And this is going to make you a better person. And like, he's like, holy crap, Mary Poppins, you haven't aged a day. I'm like 20 years older and you look like, I don't know, like Emma Blunstone or something. That's pretty much the gist. Her name's Emma Blunt, I think. Yeah, because Mary Poppins is like this magical creature. She's not like a real person. That's true. She's like a god, I guess. She's like Hercules. And maybe she's like a demigod. Like she's still a person, but maybe like Zeus had sex with a cow and that's how she was born. Yeah, she's like Hercules with an umbrella. Exactly. Umbrella Hercules with a bag that you can fit anything into. And they did have that horrible movie that Saving Mr. Banks, which was about making Mary Oh yeah, I saw bits of that and went, oh, okay, so that's why they have a statue in Maryborough. (laughs) See, that movie annoyed me because it was about the woman who made Mary Poppins, but it should have been about either Disney or the Sherman Brothers. Yes. Because they were so much more interesting characters in that movie where it's like, why isn't the movie about them? But she's just some chick who lives in the middle of nowhere. And And complains all the time. I wrote a thing. Oh, let's center the whole thing around that. No, no, forget Tom Hanks. Don't worry about him. The only thing it teaches you is everything that people like about Mary Poppins turns out wasn't really in the book and wasn't what the author wanted anyway. She's like, I don't want dancing penguins. It's like, that's the best bit in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the guy who did the tap dancing? What's his name? Uh, Dick Van Dyke. That was Dick Van Dyke, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and that's probably the only reason he did the whole movie. Am I tap dancing? (laughs) If I'm not dancing, I'm not doing it. Because if I was Dick Van Dyke, I wouldn't do it if there was no dancing. I heard the dancing was the thing he was the most unsure about. Really? Because he could sing and stuff. He wasn't much of a dancer at that time. That's where he learned to dance. Ah! So he probably liked dancing after that. Like how Keanu Reeves gets all these kung fu fighting movies since he did the Matrix training. Oh, yeah. Because they gave him intense Matrix training. This is like all I'm doing in movies now is this. This is what I'm qualified for. Yeah. Because before that, what he was like Bill and Ted, things like that, or Speed, Mm. things like that where he's like, I'm playing a tough guy, but he didn't do the wire kicky stuff with the green screen. So now that's all he does. Like, I'm just doing this from now on. He had a hard road because he did the Matrix. And then after that, he just did all these action movies that nobody liked and never did well. And then suddenly hits on John Wick and he's back in. Which is hilarious because it's boy, this is going to sound weird, it's boy porn. Not as in like sexual. It's like we've just got a marketing team together to write down all the things that guys would like to see in a movie. And that's what we're going to do. Nothing sexual. Like, yeah, we keep it clean. But like, okay, the guy kills his dog. And so he's out to get them. Tick. He's got a really cool car. Tick. Which he drives and bashes up and gets a new one. Tick. He goes gun shopping in what seems like the butler's taking him through. Like, if you're looking for something schnazzy, you know, we've got a Glock 9. Wouldn't you want that? I've been to gun stores and bought guns before. It's not like that. <laughs> you walk in, they're like, yeah, what are you looking for? Oh, one of those. You want the wood polish? Oh, okay. Some redneck dude behind the counter. Yeah, I'm gonna try and shoot there, boy. <laughs> Whereas this is very classy. I'd love that. If I walked into gun stores and sort of like they close the door, they put the blinds down. Because he even does it like it's like a meal. For your main course, you want this shotgun and for dessert, something naughty. Really? Yes, I'm watching this and loving it. That's the thing. If you want to go to one of those places, you've got to buy like $30,000 worth of guns. You can't just go in and go, I'm perusing. There's There's no no window shopping. No, I'm fine. I'm just browsing. (laughs) So yeah, 
D12. All right, so for those of you who have been living under a rock since like 2000, I want to say 2001 to 2005. Yeah, about that. that Some people weren't even born then. Ouch. That like really someone who, when they sort of stopped being relevant, there are like 13 year olds who were born then. Wow. I don't know how many 13 year olds we have listening to our podcast though. Yeah, but we're not good with marketing or like research. So it could be all 13 year olds. (laughs) If you're 13, you have no idea who we're talking about. And it's not worth looking into. We'll help you out. D12. When Eminem got famous through the late 90s, he had a band that he left behind because Dre scooped him up and said, we're going to make you famous. And he went, sure, because that's what you do. If Dre rocks up to your door and says, I'm going to make you famous, you just follow him. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even need to be 100% sure he was Dre. You imagine if like Dre knocked on the door and goes, boys, I've heard your rap battle that you have on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, we put out some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make you famous. Awesome. Hey, I just got to call my girlfriend. Yeah, I won't be coming home. To when? I don't know. Fuck, I'm just going to follow Dre. What do you want from me? <laughs> do you not want this for me? <laughs> I'd be in a recording studio just going like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm meant to do here. <laughs> Baba booey, Baba booey. All right, guys, drop your next. Oh, we were supposed to have music? <laughs> oh, well, you didn't say that. I don't know. Talk about being on the streets. I mean, I grew up on A Street. I grew up on an avenue. Is that still okay? Do you think you have to have had a hard life to be a rapper? No. Two words. Beastie boys. Yeah, beastie boys are awesome. <laughs> they break all stereotypes that everyone says is a rule in rap because the best rappers in the world, you talk to Snoop Dogg, you talk mm-hmm. to Dre and you go, beastie boys. They go, yeah, that's some good stuff. But they're weird. They're sort of in a league all of their own. They're the golden exception <laughs> that it doesn't count. But like, you have to be black to rap. What about the beastie boys? They don't count. Because <laughs> that even feels like weirdly different to rap because it's kind of got this weird mixy vibe to the whole thing. Wait, when they first came out, they were like a punk band or something, weren't they? Like they did like rock. They were rappers when they first came out, but they decided to do a couple of punk albums because why not? Beastie Boys have their main albums that they've done and also a bunch of other experimental albums that no one gives a fuck about. (laughs) They did one that was pure instrumentals. That sounds horrible. Oh, it was awful. But they're the Beastie Boys, yeah. live alone. Beastie Boys have horrible albums, awful songs in there, but they're just weird and experimental, and sometimes they're just, like, awesome. Sometimes it hits and it lands. That's the scattergun spray and pray approach. Yeah. Which can do everything, and <laughs> hopefully someone will like one of them. Yeah, there are very few Beastie Boy albums you can listen through all the way. <laughs> they're a best of kind of yeah. band. Hello Nasty, that's a really good example of that. Yeah. You can only listen to probably about 12 songs on there. It's got 24. <laughs> Half of them are listenable. The the others are just these weird instrumentals that sound like elevator music. I gotta respect that though. <laughs> As some of the top musicians in the world, three guys sitting around, they're like, you know what I reckon we could release and still be famous? <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of D12. D12 are like, what can we do for people to actually care about us? Yeah. If it wasn't for Eminem, no one would care about D12. But Beastie Boys on the other level, they're like, how bad can we screw up and still be famous? <laughs> like seriously, elevator music. Let's just release the elevator music, see what they do. And it was on that album that had that intergalactic. So it was actually a top selling album, even though like more than half the songs are complete bullshit and unlistenable. It's like they have at least one song where they go, this is the one that'll go out and everyone will hear and go, oh, I have to get that album. And they listen to the rest of it and go, what the hell is this crap? I remember listening to it for the first time feeling ripped off. <laughs> but then when I discovered all the actual tracks on there, I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty good album. I've got it on my iPhone set up as a playlist with all the crap taken out of and it's just got the 12 good songs <laughs> on there, which are actually really good songs. And I'll even put it to you, most musicians when they release an album, it is usually only 12 tracks. 
tracks. Yeah, they're like, look, we're going to give you a lot. Half of it will be good. <laughs> but that way we can say we released it. It would just be like us doing our podcast, but then every now and then there's like five minutes of just like shitty music. <laughs> a little bit of elevator music and yeah. go. <laughs> like it's gold, but then it's got this music crap thrown in there. Well, I've been meaning to ask you, Ben. I've started up this band. <laughs> we're not very good, but I'd like to get some exposure. So if possible, can we just put some of the music in just in between, like in the boring <laughs> parts, like when you speak or something. And what did you think, Ben? <laughs> do, 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 Yeah, I thought that too, Ben. I've wondered if you could do a podcast that was completely set up like a radio show where literally we go to music every now and then, just like they do on the radio. Wouldn't it plays nice? a couple of songs and then comes back to us and we just do things. Problem is we can't get radio music. No, we'd have to get through to independent music and that would rely on independent musicians sending in music to us, which, which would mean a copious amount. We'd need a lot. And we'd have to sell our souls because you know that if that's the only avenue mm. we have for music, which I'm mm. sure something like this does exist in podcast land where people announce like, yeah, here's a band, here's some music. I mean, it would be great. It means we'd have to talk a lot less. We'd be done recording in like five minutes. But the problem is <laughs> if that's the avenue of music we're going to get, then we're going to have to really shill out and sell our souls to be like, oh, this next band, they're so good. One of my personal favorites. And then it's just like, you know, something that neither of us would turn on if we needed a sound really bad. <laughs> Can't think of a good analogy, but just, yeah, the music sucks and you feel like dirty for saying it's good which there would be more of that than not like I got friends and bands and they play good music but what after the first 10 songs what do we do <laughs> can you guys write some more music it doesn't happen that easy you guys just talk crap and like fill in space we actually have to construct something probably is easier to do a podcast than write a song that's how we can do like hour and a half podcasts that's why there's so many podcasts and so few songs yeah lack of songs that's definitely a problem out there <laughs> If you were to look at a whole year, like last year, 2018, if we looked at 2018, how many songs were made versus how many podcasts were put out? I bet I there were more- I don't know where you would find those statistics. I don't know either, but- Is that even something you could Google? Let's start with songs. How many songs- came out in 2018. See, I don't even know how they would count that because you're sort of just counting mainstream songs, mm, but like podcasts are just any idiot can make it. Any idiot can make a song too. It's true. They can, any idiot can make a song, but then how does it get out? But whereas a podcast can be released somewhere. In you can release a, an album through the iTunes store. Does that count as a podcast? Well, no, that's a it's song. an album. Because you can sell it as songs. It's set up differently. All right. You made your point. I think there's probably just as many. Okay. We'll go with that. It takes more effort, but it's uh, shorter. Is that that many people who are dreaming of being famous musicians, whereas there's a lot of people who also have the realistic dream of being famous podcasters. <laughs> Well, you have to write a song, but a podcast you can just do on the spot. Yeah, we're doing one right now. I mean, you can freestyle songs, but I don't know how long you can keep that up for. That's what I wanted to say earlier with like, if we get famous, taken in, like Dre takes it into the recording <clears> studio. <throat> Doesn't every music movie, like, you know, about someone getting famous, they're like, all right, let's get you in the recording studio. Then they just start playing something. They're like, wow, that's a hit. Like, that's not how it happens. It's like an illusion that, oh, I'll just make a song. It's the same with comedy of like, he just got on stage and started talking and suddenly it was the greatest bit ever. No, it wasn't. He thought about that. That for months, teetering over every single word to make it perfect. You don't just get on stage and then, oh, he's a genius. If there's ever a movie about how we started, it's going to be like we were sitting here just like looking at a Wikipedia page and we're laughing. I'm like, hold on, this is good. And I just grab a microphone, turn it on and go, hello and welcome to Wiki Review. And then we just go and we have it all figured out straight from the point and it's just genius. And we're an instant success. What? Just go to number one slot straight away. I love also when the TV news in movies shows mm -hmm. something. 
Like we're sitting here and you're like, hang on, this Wikipedia is funny. Press record. Hello, welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Garth Remington. And then later that night, we're watching the news because everyone watches the news on like regular mm-hmm. TV. And today, two boys released a podcast that's getting people turning. It's called Wiki Review. Dude, we're on the news. Oh my God. Because that's exactly how it happens. That would actually be a really awesome idea if we did become famous to do a movie then that's a backstory of how we became famous that is completely <laughs> wrong in every way. Just makes us look really good and makes everyone else look really bad. We make it look like we freestyled everything that was good and no effort went into it whatsoever. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just doing this thing. Yeah, it worked out great. And we're going to have a bit like, you know, that straight out of Compton with that cruising. Yeah, yes. Where he's doing that front thing where he's like, no, you got to hit that. You're cruising in just in the street. Cruising down the street. Yes. yes. Oh, I'd so do that. And we're going to go, no, Garth, Garth, you got to like, you got to hit it like this. Boom. Because that's one of my sounds. <laughs> okay, Garth, and record. Boom. No, no, no. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Hang on. Yeah, put your sunglasses on. <laughs> Boom. And I'm just like looking at you like, holy shit. That's Monster. brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So if we look at the Wikipedia page here, it says the D12 initialism is for the dirty dozen. Which is funny because I thought D12 was like a Dungeons and Dragons dice. It's like a dice with 12 sides. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think that is a thing. They have dices with many sides. So it turns out that this isn't the Dungeons and Dragons of hip hop. <laughs> but I wonder how they got their name. I mean, they used to hear their little gimmick that it was like six people with their personality split. So that makes 12. But then if you go down here, you've also got Bugs and Fuzz Scoter. So there are other people in the band. Yeah, which are two members you never heard of, which brings it up to eight. Which means that that can't be two personalities. Some people must have one personality, I guess. The people who were members only <laughs> lasted a certain while. Eminem only joined the group in 2000. Wait, when did he become <clears throat> famous? He would have come famous in like 99 or something like Cause that. Because it says he was a member from 2000 to 2006, but then he keeps going. Yeah, no one was a member in 2006 and the whole band was split up apparently. And that's when Proof died. That's when he stopped being a member. So everyone took a two year hiatus to think about what they've done. Do I want to get shot? I mean, let's be fair, out of all the rappers in D12, Proof is the most famous. Except for Eminem, but he doesn't count. What about Bizarre? He's the fat one. But does anyone care? Yeah, but everyone knows the fat one. I that's should've... the thing, it's bad to be the fat one, but at least you know you're going to be the most memorable one. He's like, I'm going to wear crazy stuff and be fat. He didn't even need to wear the crazy stuff. You could have just been fat. All right, because I'm kind of fascinated by this breakdown of the timeline of D12. Because yes. the original members of D12 it had appears. Proof, Bizarre, Mr. Porter, which I think is con artist, Conniver, and Bugs. So that's five members. And they go, let's call ourselves D12. This seems like the really most ratchetly <clears throat> put together band. It's like having a dishwashing crew at a restaurant where like, oh, we're the dishwashing crew. Mm. Oh, well, who's in the dishwashing crew? Depends who's on that night. <laughs> who's on the schedule? Because we're all casually employed. And yeah, Eminem was not an original member. It was only a year after Bugs died that they're like, let's <clears throat> get in Swifty and Eminem. So Swifty got to join at the same time as Eminem. That's pretty good timing for him. That's pretty good timing. But also, isn't that depressing? Like, because the whole way through, he'd just be like this guy who's not as famous as Eminem. Well, there are all these guys who aren't as famous as Eminem. Yeah, we're looking at a graph of people who are not as famous as Eminem. Because imagine starting a group and going like, yeah, we're going to be so famous soon as a white boy joins. <laughs> That'll give us some street cred. <laughs> and then you had Fuzz Skoda, who was only in it between 2011 and 2012. So it was in there for a year after they got Eminem famous. In fact, according to this, Eminem left them. This is what I'm curious about, though, because it has their two albums here. One came out in 2001 and the other came out in 2004. So who cares who's in the band? Like, what was Fuzz Skoda doing? They didn't even release an album. So were there any songs that you can hear with Fuzz Skoda in it? There are 
are, but you see, all they do is feature on things. Actually, let's look up Mr. Skoda. Can you type in Fuzz Skoda? There's the man. It's nice that he comes up. Fuzz Skoda and Eminem are beefing. I think that's a song they did together. A song Unless called that's Beefing? A, that's what I thought. But maybe they do have a beef. Which, that's probably the most famous thing that Fuzz Skoda ever did was beef with Eminem. But no one knows who the hell he is or care. Imagine, like, the most famous thing he did was get outrapped by someone. Like, so, we could probably look him up on Wikipedia. Yeah, he doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. But he has the wiki fandom there. There he is, looking all rappy. He works with Shady Records. Which is Eminem's. Well, you probably don't want to be beefing with the boss. And he appeared on Bazaar. Zaz EP Attack of the Weirdos. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, you gotta take this more seriously if you want people to buy your shit. Don't call your album Attack of the Weirdos. We get it. You're bizarre. That's your thing. I'm just saying it's a bad thing to have. Okay. Hey, if you were bizarre, what would be a better rap album name? Oh, I'd spell it bizarre, like you know the Middle Eastern markets. I would call it a bizarre mind. Oh, that's good. So that would be a good one. That's better than Attack of the Weirdos. Yeah, Attack of the Weirdos is like you really couldn't do anything good. Don't use the word weirdos as a general rule. Attack of the bizarre would have been better. Bizarre attacks. It's a bizarre world. How bizarre? Do 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 Still would have been better title. How bizarre would have been a good one if they would sign off on like the copyright sort of thing. Exactly. Because people might make the mistake that they're buying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're- oh yeah, I've heard of that. How bizarre? Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. That was a great song. We loved it. Who's bizarre? This is bizarre. Oh my god, I get it. Genius. He would have doubled his sales if people thought it was something else. Yeah, but he's like, I'm a fat dude who raps about weird shit like I don't know the problem is he just seems like he's trying anytime he raps it's like alright you tried to say something gross but you didn't do it very well you come up with an album name like Attack of the Weirdos and we're supposed to think that you're like clever it's like you're trying to be crap but he's not trying to be crap he's trying to do the best he can see Eminem even featured on that album and you've still never heard of it <laughs> so if they all tried their own albums then it would have because if Bizarre so. did let's... so Fuzz Skoda it doesn't look like he's tried a solo album let's have a look at Bizarre and see what he's done <clears throat> discography because right, a studio album. Jesus, he's actually done a few. He's done Attack of the Weirdos. He did Attack of the Weirdos 2. Whoa. He's got that coming out. Stop everything. So Attack of the Weirdos did so well that he's just going to make a 2. Handicap Circus, Blue Cheese and Coney Island, Friday at San Andrews. Good for him. See, Friday at San Andrews is probably the best name he's got for his album because the rest just sounds like goofy shit. Yeah. At least that sounds like a serious rap album. And it's, sorry to point this out, Handicap Circus. Handicap Circus. Not Handicap, Handicap. It is Handicap. Sorry for mispronouncing that bizarre. That is a rather bizarre pronunciation. Collaborative efforts. See, he's done a lot of mixtapes, which I find hilarious. They feature in a lot of different things, but mainly with each other. So that's bizarre. He's not doing so well. What other Mr. Porter, otherwise known as con artist? Which, if you're gonna be like abstract rapper who might be just on the fringe of being noticed, don't have two names. No one's gonna ever know you. Because <laughs> he's just like, well, I work with a guy who goes by Eminem, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers. <laughs> yeah, but he has enough albums and pull. He can split it up like that. You, no one gives a crap about. About. You're not as talented, so you pick Con Artist or Mr. Porter. Neither of them good names, but pick one. Well, maybe it's so he'd stop getting mixed up with Conniver. It does sound like they're the same, because yeah, I would get them mixed up. Because Conniver and Con Artist are the two that people get mixed around all the time. I still don't know which one's which. He's also known as Denon. <laughs> so he's Mr. Porter, Con Artist, and Denon, often 
Stalas. There's D, small N, capital A, little... Why would you do that? So he's not famous and he got to rap with 50 Cent, Royce the 5'9". Okay, they're not impressive so far. The Game, Method Man, Method Man. Snoop Dogg, and Jadakus. I don't know who that is. And more. And more. It said. Yeah, hey, if mm. I got to rap with Snoop Dogg and Method Man, I feel pretty good. Yeah, it's like, how are you still not famous when you got to be on a Snoop Dogg track? But then if you look at how many features there are on Snoop Dogg tracks, he just fall in. Like, that's a lot of people. And we don't know what he did. His contribution was probably, yeah! It's, sorry, there's so many people got to fit on this track that that's all we could get in for you. Yeah, and in the recording studio, he went, yeah, yeah, but they had to cut one. <laughs> had to cut one. It's just too much. Oh, uh, Royce the 5'9". That was another one of Eminem's projects that didn't turn out too well. Oh my God, his father was a gospel singer and was in the band The Blind Boys of Alabama. Oh. I know who they are. That's like really serious gospel African-American music. So his dad was more famous than him? Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. It's got to suck for him because he went the complete opposite route. I'm going to rebel against my parents. I'm like a rapper. You don't understand my struggle. No, 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 no. No, no, your struggle compares to anything that black people went through in Alabama, the generation before you. I don't think you get to complain about anything. Let me like talking to somebody who's got a podcast that is doing way better than ours and they talk about Jesus. How would you feel about that? <laughs> Part of you would be like, well, that should handicap them. But then you'd be like, oh, maybe it does help them because all the church people. That's what I was going to say. Like, I'd probably do a <clears throat> Christian podcast if you got that many views. Do you know how many people are Christian and like serious about it? There's like a lot of them. You don't ever meet them because they don't do any of the horrible pagan stuff that you do. Mm. So you have no common interests. There are billions of people in this world that you will never meet that are like into crap like that. In fact, more people <laughs> into crap like that than crap like your stuff. True. I mean, you would think that doing a religious podcast would be a good idea, but I never told you this, but before I did this podcast with you, I did another podcast for Amish people and that flopped. I don't understand how that felt <laughs> apart. You spent so much money on the internet ads. Yeah, heaps. Like, you spent a fortune. I remember you took out a loan to make sure you were first on Google, no matter what you type in. For some reason, Amish didn't pick it up. Yeah, you couldn't go on a bus without seeing a sign for it. <laughs> you Every got... time you turned on a television, yeah, the radio. Every show had your ad. <laughs> Yet, I guess yep, the Amish... still flopped. The Amish are just far more superior in resisting advertising as we are. Either that, he just didn't hit the target market. <laughs> Did you talk about corn enough? I talked about corn heaps. Did you talk about raising barns? That's basically all I talked about corn and raising barns Did and livestock yeah and I think I even heard an episode where you talked about how <clears throat> great beards are but not mustaches yeah I don't know it's we just... prayed at the beginning of every episode and at the end and in the middle and, and it... several other times yeah and yeah as you need to do <laughs> yep. and still completely flopped the Amish never took to my podcast never took to it he even had a really cool DJ Searle song at the start <laughs> <laughs> which we all know he does very well in Amish country oh yeah Amish love him happy hardcore and Amish are almost synonymous <laughs> I'm thinking about we should do one for the what's the crazy uh, Tom Cruise one uh, Scientology yeah we should do a Scientology podcast they oh that's kind of scary though <laughs> it's my kind of scary I reckon it'd be great because they're scary people they put a force out there to attack anyone who's a problem imagine having that on your side you can say whatever you want about Scientology they'll all listen to it and we'll get a whole bunch of skeptics trying to figure out what it is and anything they say to us we've got an army of Scientologists that will just go destroy them I don't know if I can do it though like to do full episodes where I talk seriously like I like Scientology. <laughs> 
That's it. To do it with a straight face. You can't even make it 10 seconds. I know we can't. That would be the greatest accomplishment in our careers. We could go on to be millionaire, fucking uh, famous actor type people. You won an Oscar, but still the greatest moment in my life would be when I managed to do a full episode saying Scientology was like good <laughs> and I didn't laugh once. That was the role of my lifetime. Because otherwise you'll have like Scientologists going through your garbage and shit like that. And I don't need anyone going through my internet history. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you want to do. Yeah. That is the end. There is nothing you can do if anyone gets a hold of your Google history. I heard back in the old days to blackmail people, they would learn their sexual habits and get sex tapes of them and stuff like that. Because it's brilliant. Because it doesn't matter what you do. It's weird to someone. That's also the nice thing in life. If you're feeling down about yourself, doesn't matter what you do, it's someone's fetish. Everything is someone's fetish. Go forth and don't worry about how you look. <laughs> There's someone out there who's really into that unwashed shirt with a stain on the left bottom side and hair kind of messy. Some people are really into people who eat cereal. How would you feel though if let's say you lost an arm mm-hmm. and then you met a girl who was super into amputees and was obsessed with your stub? Then Is you- that a good thing or do you think oh, now I'm with some weirdo who likes a stub? You got to remember that your options have kind of narrowed down. When you lose an arm you kind of have to be more open-minded to what yeah. you can get. The only downside to that is I feel like whenever I'm around other amputees mm. I'd be really jealous and insecure. <laughs> He's lost two arms. She must really like him. Then some guy rocks up with like no limbs and she's oh man. <laughs> He's in a motorized wheelchair. I don't stand a chance. So yeah, I'd probably grab onto that amputee lover and hold on for dear life. <laughs> but she'd never get to see another amputee ever again, which is how I deal with most of my relationships. <laughs> so that's Mr. Porter. Who else? Conniver. Conniver doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Neither does Swift. Neither does Swift. Let's see proof then. Deshaun. Why are they always called Deshaun? Deshaun du- Dupree Holton. And he was in Eight Mile and The Longest Yard. He was in The Longest Yard? Oh, in The Basketball Conflict. They actually said which part of The Longest Yard. <laughs> that was the Adam Sandler movie, wasn't it? Yes. I remember D12 did a song on their soundtrack that was awful. It was probably during Eminem's drug stage. <laughs> His suicidal rehab type era. I think the chorus was something, you'll never get your hand on my balls. And then it was a bunch of like gay jokes. Okay. Yeah, I can see why that failed. But no, he's done two solo albums. Ooh. I Miss the Hip Hop Shop. Ooh, that rhymes. Search for Jerry Garcia. Okay, that's a weird album. That's title. a weird title for a rapper. I'll give him points for being interesting. He's better than Bizarre, I'll give him that. Definitely. He was in 50 Cent's In The Club video as an extra. That's cute. So that's Eminem going, come on, man, just come along. You can be my boy. Like, he's an extra in a lot of things, actually. He was in The Real Slim Shady was as he? an extra. <laughs> he was too. He was also in an Obi Trice one. Real name, no gi- Why can I not say it? Whenever you hear Obi Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. You have to say it. You know when we talk <clears throat> about you had a catchphrase that followed you everywhere? And like, that probably wasn't even like his idea. Someone said, say that because it'll sound cool at the beginning of this song. Everywhere Obi Trice goes, people go, hey, real name, no gimmicks. That would get tedious. Well, Obi Trice's most famous song is Without Me by Eminem. That's where it. he comes in at the start and does that, Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks, then the Eminem wait, song wait, wait. stops. And then that's that's all he does. That's his entire contribution. That's the only reason anyone knows he exists. Because he had a hit, oh, not a hit single, but his lead single for his album was, I think it was called Got Some Teeth. Okay. Where he talks about getting drunk and hooking up with a bunch of ugly girls. Yeah, hey, it wasn't a smash hit. I'd listen to that. That sounds like a good song. Honest, you know? I actually did get Obi Trice's album when it came out. Really? Yeah. Good. I was at that age in 2002. It was about that time, wasn't it? Oh, it and here's, we got a, since we're talking about proof, we all know he got shot. Okay, so they came out with that song, Like Toy Soldiers, which is about Eminem doing that whole thing about, like, you know, our boy died. And proof acted as Bugs in it. Because they're talking about Bugs was the guy that was in the band that died before Eminem joined, I might add. See, I thought that that song was about proof. But he's in the film clip. So it's just a coincidence that he died not too long after. 
after because it came out in 2005 and when did he die uh, 2006 so he died a year later they did call this the rapper's curse but it's just a quinky dink but he didn't even know bugs yeah i know but they still did the song about him mm. and it was a good song because by the time it reached us we thought it was about proof like wow even proof like posed for himself that was really handy yeah i always thought that the guy in the bed always did a look a lot like proof well it was proof meant to be bugs but it worked just fine for proof as well in a lot of hip-hop the tupac syndrome where everyone's like oh he knew he was gonna die so he left all these little hints in his songs just like this proof knew he was gonna die no no it's that rappers always talk about how they're going to get shot because there's a good chance they're going to get shot (laughs) and then once they go and get shot people are like oh he was trying to tell us yeah that's what they do it's like if i work in like a coal mine so every day i'm like man you know i'm gonna get so covered in coal i'm gonna be all dirty then when i come home and you're like wow you're like covered in dirt you knew it was gonna happen he tried to let us know he warned us through his rhymes he has intuition no i just know i'm gonna go do this job which means i'm gonna get dirty so when proof died that was pretty much the demise of d12 it was the end of eminem being in there and hence the demise because we did do something before this episode that we rarely do which is we did research i know right my brain hurts we found a song before this by eminem called stepping stone which is on one of his albums i don't know which one uh the latest album called kamikaze eminem's made a comeback if you haven't been paying attention he's rapping really good now i think he's on the right level of medication they've balanced him out good (laughs) but i love that song stepping stone it is basically him saying to d12 look i tried to make you famous it obviously didn't take so that's on you guys i did everything reasonable and a bit beyond to help you guys out you didn't stick i tried but no one likes you you're not talented and that's not my fault (laughs) incredibly mean because he really did try like how did the members of d12 not become famous they were made famous by eminem and they only retained that fame because eminem held them up because there was a point in the early 2000s where everyone knew who d12 was we knew everyone knows who bizarre is you shouldn't if there is a god you wouldn't have known but thanks to eminem and his godly powers everyone loved eminem for it because it's like yeah he got famous but he didn't forget his boys no matter how untalented in fact the <laughs> less talented they are the more we liked eminem for doing it wow he went and saved them it's not like he's finding this new talent in the underground that no one knew. No, no 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 these are just some guys who he hung out with and he got famous they didn't he's like yeah i'll help you out even people who liked the d12 albums didn't like any song that didn't have eminem in it people basically just saw it as an extra eminem album like him goofing off with his friends this is the serious stuff over here because he has to work hard when he's with dre that's his boss but this is him just having fun with his friends they're all just hanging out like you know so the songs are goofy they're not that good but you know (laughs) it's fun but it's funny when like proof died how eminem was like well i just knew you guys through proof so (laughs) i'm gonna leave now (laughs) good luck with that whole conniver fuzz scooter thing coming up yeah I was just looking at this timeline here. There is a brief bit between mid-2012 to about 2014. Well, the only members of D12 were Conniver and Swifty McVeigh. (laughs) Conniver and Con Artist or whatever his name is. They were like twinsies, weren't they? Yeah, they rapped together. So Conniver would just say something and there'd be no response. There'd just be this dead air and nothing rhymed with him for some (laughs) reason. Every second bar he'd say something and nothing rhymed for like two years. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey man, how you going? And what do you want to do? I agree. Let's do that too. I don't understand why we're not getting people coming to our concerts. So did they go on tour then of just those two together? Go on, we're D12, both of us. This is Caniva, I'm Swifty, and we are D12. 
<laughs> we're the ones you know the least. Although, if you were a fan of the Dirty Dozen, the movie, that's pretty much how it ends up. They all die. So, Conniver seems to be the <laughs> longest running member. He was there as long as there was someone there. Conniver is the only one holding this crap together. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me Bizarre left the group. How bizarre? When did he leave? 2012. So, what was Bizarre doing in 2012? Because that's cute. Because what could he have possibly had going on? No, he didn't even release an album. He must have stopped rapping. He must have gone off and done something different. He did a mixtape. He just went back to making mixtapes. Mixtapes aren't what I think they are, are they? A bunch of people put a track on one CD? Probably. I did remember reading a thing years ago where it was talking about Bizarre and that his price to get him to feature in a song was $400. And I was thinking, shit, I could do a song with Bizarre for that. Still didn't want to. I'll do it for $400. That's really cheap. It does make me wonder if, let's say we wanted to do a track with one of the boys from D12. How much could it possibly cost? The only downside is we'd probably have to pay to get him over here. But what I'm saying is if you're ever on holidays in America and you got spare 400. Hit up Bazaar. Hit up Bazaar. Because what's he going to do? Like, oh, this isn't a very good recording studio. Yeah, it's just my living room and like a cassette recorder. Just come on in, dude. Yeah, we've got some Doritos there if you want some. Okay, now record. Do something good. See, I figure con artist or Mr. Porter as he likes to be known now. I feel he would be the cheapest, especially if he wants to be billed as Mr. Porter. Because it's like, dude, no one's going to know who that is. We won't even get any D12 cred. <laughs> you are so far away from anything that anyone would recognize you for. It's pathetic. I reckon I could probably get him for like 250 You reckon we could get Bizarre, Mr. Porter and Conniver all for under a grand? Probably. We could probably be a member of D12 if we asked. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we need another white boy. <laughs> <laughs> And the hilarity is that they're all out of it. They don't care. And they're like, yeah, you can be in it. It's just, yeah, just Ben. And um, sometimes he hires Bizarre and Mr. Porter. And then you become suddenly this huge success again. <laughs> T12 is now famous because they got another white kid. And they're all just standing there going, not again. Ah! Not again. And then I do like a little Stepping Stone <laughs> song where like, look, Eminem tried to get you famous. I tried to get you famous. The latest album coming out by Ben MC Graw. Building blocks. Never meant to use you as my building blocks <laughs> then I join them because you've left and then I do you're my stairway to fame <laughs> except yours is like I knew what I was doing completely <laughs> I, I saw two other white guys do it and I realized that this is just how you get famous now you just crap on a couple of black guys and everything works out fine but seriously though bizarre how is attack of the weirdos 3 coming <laughs> getting a lot of uh, hype around that album <laughs> this is how I'm going to get shot by some Detroit guys. See, I like D12. They make me believe that I could be a rapper. <laughs> it's the George Bush presidency syndrome. He makes you feel like you could be president. <laughs> you know, like I could do that job if he could do it. But also, yeah, like if that's the level of fame you're hoping for. Yeah, no, no, they can't rap. I could do rap. Really? Because they can't. It would be annoying having the first question you get asked by anyone is where's Eminem? All the time. Where's they even, Eminem? They even did a song about that. Like, where's Eminem? Ooh, don't talk about about us what about us I remember when D12 came to Australia when they're in the height of their fame and Eminem did like the oh, I'm not coming with them so they can be the famous guys and they released that song going yeah every time we go somewhere people are like where's Eminem like why don't you ask us some real questions so the guy on Channel V was really slick and he did not ask a single Eminem question and they did not interview well <laughs> like they were finally given like what they wanted and they were just like what oh, I don't know 
You guys don't deserve to be famous, okay? You complain till you got what you want. You had it handed to you and you're really boring. Just tell us a cool Eminem story. Yeah. I'd like to see them, like, try like, just tell us some cool stories. Okay, so, um, all right, okay, this is really good. One time, Proof was coming in and Eminem, ah, oh, damn, that's got Eminem in it. Oh, there was this other time, uh, we had to do the show, but, em- oh, shit. Do you have any good stories without Eminem? No. <laughs> it would be cool if they did an album that was basically about what it was like working with Eminem. I think that's where they need to be right now. Like, just be the guys who used to work with Eminem and now you're beefing with him. That's what I would do. <laughs> just spend the rest of your life, like, picking on Eminem. He did Stepping Stones. It wasn't really a beef. It was more a really well laid out apology. Whereas he has beef with people, it becomes really nasty. So these are the guys he's not going to get nasty with. They have that advantage. So they should just be the biggest brats in rap. And just everything's just like, Eminem's mean to us. Because <laughs> what's he going to do back? Like, guys, I respect you. I'm trying to take the high road here. You're rude. We don't like you. You left us behind. Are you going to tell your best <laughs> friends in rap that we're untalented losers? Plus, beefing with Eminem would only be good for them because then he would have to say their names in the raps. And people would be like, hey, that was a thing. I remember that. Are they still a thing? We should look that up. <laughs> maybe it's a new plan to try and get D12 famous. It's like, maybe I'll try beefing with you and see if that gets people <laughs> interested. Guys, I tried everything. The only thing left, rap war. Because they went to their first bit where it's like, we're a serious rap group. Then they sort of made fun of the fact that no one knew anyone except for Eminem. And now maybe it's like, well, let's try beefing and see if that does something. Let's have some controversy. That's the only thing we can do. I'll write a song about you and that will remind people that you exist. And then you can release something and maybe someone might hear it. You just got to lose that fuzzy Skoda guy. <laughs> Which is interesting because he's only in D12 for that one year, but I did see on his page that he's released stuff with Eminem since the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. In 1997, he came out with a demo which featured Eminem, Bizarre and Swift. And there's a bunch of them. And it was also not a demo. It was just a regular. Oh, there was, yeah, the demo. And then there was, then it came out. And then I don't know why he has to have both. They're clearly to pad out his. Well, this is Swifty. Why does it say the Eminem Slim Shady EP? The LP got released. There was an EP that had a couple of extra tracks on it. Okay. Or a couple of different <laughs> tracks. Hey, if you scroll down a little bit, why is there a comment from Bazaar? That's not from Bazaar. That's from RCJ Productions. Ah, uh, Young Shady. His voice was so high back then. Anyway, was his fuzzy Skoda? So this is Fuzz Skoda. Or Swifty. No, I think Swifty was the first one. So he closes the song. But this is definitely an Eminem <clears throat> song. Yes. Okay. It's Eminem featuring Bazaar, Swift, and Fuzz. I mean, I'm not impressed, but he sounds like he'd fit in with D12. Apparently that was a good move. So in the beef between like D12 and Eminem, Fuzz Skoda went with D12. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a good move. No, I probably would have picked Eminem. I automatically assumed he didn't have a choice. Well, I guess I gotta go <laughs> with D12. It's the only thing I got going for me. Because when you think of everyone who Eminem tried to get famous though, because you have Bizarre, like all the members of D12, you have Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. You have 50 Cent he actually did well with. He's stuck. You have Royce the 5'9". Which I don't know anything about him. They sort of do a duo thing called Bad Meets Evil. I've and seen Eminem's evil. Yeah, and Royce the 5'9 is bad. That's not a good way <clears throat> to start your career. Mm. I'm gonna be the guy who's like bad, but not as bad as the other guy. I'm gonna be like Diet Eminem. That's how you want to remember <laughs> me. It's like when Eminem was first coming up, he did Guilty Conscience with Dre. Dre had enough cred to be the good conscience, whereas Eminem was the bad voice, the devil yeah. that talks to you. That's how you get intro. Like, no, no, I'm as evil as it comes. All right, we should listen to this guy. I think basically the ploy of their group is the gangster and the serial killer. Ah, that's cute. That's essentially their thing, which is kind of how Eminem started his career of going like, not so much gangsterish, but more serial killer sounding. No, no, I'm just a psycho. White boys can get away with that. And that's a famous Dave Chappelle joke where he goes, if you ever meet a group of black guys, which has like one white guy in the group, let me tell you something about that white guy. That white boy is the most dangerous guy in that group.
group. There is no telling what he did to convince those men that he can hang out with them. Because <laughs> it's true. If you see one white kid hanging out with like a bunch of like hip hop guys, you know there's something messed up about that guy. Like he's probably the one who buries the bodies. Mm. Either that or he's rich as and they're like, all right, well, he has a nice house to hang out in. But you also have other rappers that he's tried to get famous that you haven't heard of. Like Cassius. Never heard of him. Bobby Creekwater. <laughs> That's a stupid name. <laughs> Real rapper. Real rapper. No gimmicks. Stat quo. I think I may have heard that name before, but it might have been a heavy metal band. <laughs> <laughs> really, so he just keeps trying to get people famous. Well, have you ever heard of, I want to say Eminem album called The Re-Up? I only just read it on this yeah. today. Yeah, because it did have a bunch of D12 things. Because it wasn't an Eminem album. It was Eminem Presents The Re-Up. So it's not his album. It's kind of like Shady Productions. The first song here, it has Eminem, Obi Trice, Stat Quo, Bobby Creekwater, and Cassius. And had 50 Cent in there. Zara and Caniva did a track together. 50 Cent and Eminem pop up a bit. And Akon was in it. Lloyd Banks. I don't know who that is. There was a tribute to Proof because I think he had died by this stage. This is him trying to get a bunch of people famous that it didn't work. They had Nate Dogg in there as well because Nate Dogg has to appear on something. He's also dead. Nate Dogg died? Yeah, Nate Dogg died a while ago. You sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay, because you know I have that thing where I think people are dead but they're not. Did you think Nate Dogg was dead? So now do you no, think people are I... alive and they're not? Yeah, I thought he was alive and it turns out he's dead. So it's kind of a same thing but in reverse. So it's Nate Dogg. Uh, died. 2011. So that's... He's been dead for a little while now, dude. That's like a long time. <laughs> like I wondered why he hadn't put out another album. <laughs> that's all you need to know about him. Yeah, me. I don't know how a Nate Dogg solo album would sound though. Yeah, because he just does the little singing part. Great add-on to pretty much every good song ever. It's the same as every other song he's ever done. It's just that <laughs> he has to get them to feature on his. I think probably his most famous bit would have to be at the end of next episode where yeah. he goes, smoke weed every day. <laughs> That's his whole contribution to the song. That's it. <laughs> smoke weed every day. And he just says it in that soulful way. And he's still got a featuring on the track. Uh, the Boondocks, that uh, cartoon. He mm. featured on that a bit. Just mad because your ass is old. <laughs> like genius. So he can sing anything. And it just sounds really like good old school hip hop. Because he's the voice of old school hip hop. I remember there was him, Snoop Dogg and Warren G tried to make a group at one stage called the 213. <laughs> Isn't Warren G essentially the same as him? Does no, he he, Warren G raps. Okay. He's sort of more the serious rapper in the group. Then you got Snoop Dogg who does his silly voice rap. <laughs> well put. And yeah. then you got Nate Dogg who sings. All right, Nate, I'm going to need you to put a little acapella down. Yo, I'm Warren G. Let's do this. <laughs> no, they had their song Groupie Love, which was very similar to the Obi Trice song because it was about hooking up with a bunch of groupies who weren't that attractive. Or... <laughs> Or wanting to hook up with groupies. I don't know. Wanting groupie love or... I remember the film clip had unattractive groupies and they were <laughs> running from them. Which is a real slice because when you got the Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, their whole, we live in the gangster world. We're like pimps and gangsters and musicians and all we have is like hot bitches around us and we live in strip clubs, y'all. To take it from that, we are everything that a man want to be. We're so badass too. Yeah, we sleep with ugly women who like mm. our music. That's a real side shoot. That's diverging from the little world they've created. 
that they pretend to live in. No, no, no I, I still fuck bitches that are like kind of gross. I remember I saw this thing. I think I've already brought it up on the podcast. It was a Tupac and Biggie docu-series thing. I remember this bit where they had some guy who was Snoop Dogg in it, rocking into the studio and Suge Knight's there. <laughs> Tupac's like, yeah, I did like 30 songs last night. And he's like, see, that's why I like you. See, Snoop, you keep coming in here like late and stoned all the time. Dre <laughs> keeps working on the whole track for one day. This motherfucker knows how to work. <laughs> he's pumping out the results. That's awesome. In that equation, I would rather be Snoop Dogg. I'll that's turn up late and stoned. Like the fact that you're still employed. I do like that though. Like Dre, he'll spend all day working on music because he's obsessive with this stuff because he makes good music. Tupac, when he died, there was so much unpublished recordings of him. All he did was just rap, 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 and we'll make music for it later. <laughs> that's why every year he gets to release a new album. Some more hints on who shot him. <laughs> We're solving the mystery piece by piece. Album by album, we will uncover. <laughs> Should we release this one that's just called The Answer? Nah, not yet. No. Save that for last. That's our golden nugget. It does make you wonder. If that's how they're portraying Snoop Dogg, how the hell did he get famous? He looks like a rat. I mean, everyone just goes, oh, he's really cool. But no, he's only cool because we all said he was cool. <laughs> I remember hearing a quote he had where he said, you look at the most influential rappers of each year, every year you'll see Snoop Dogg. I don't even need to have an album out that year. <laughs> that's true. I know where I sit in the world. <laughs> I don't care. But he's just Snoop Dogg. Once you hit that point, do you even try anymore? Clearly not. <laughs> I mean, he's a grandfather. He's like really old. He hangs out with Martha Stewart. I've seen him in concert. Yeah, good. But no, he looks too old for that. <laughs> Way <laughs> too old. The one thing I kept thinking the whole show is, wow, Snoop Dogg got old. <laughs> he did not take care of himself. And I realized that he had released a whole bunch of new shit that I had never heard of before. My favorite part in the show was when he said, who wants to hear some of that old Snoop Doggy Dog stuff? And I'm like, fuck, yes. Finally. Gin and juice, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which he still says is his best song that he ever did. Because he knows where the money came from. But that's hilarious because we've talked about this a lot with bands. They get famous at a certain period. That's where all the fans come from. And then about a decade goes by, they have done other stuff, but that's not what we've heard. Bob Dylan's coming to Brisbane. Oh, I hope we get to hear some of that like 60s stuff. He doesn't play 60s stuff. He plays the new album and he doesn't care that everyone hates him for doing it. That's the kind of fame I want. Everyone's going to pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket to hear me do the new stuff that I like to do, even though they hate it. <laughs> no, I'd probably just give in and do the old stuff. <laughs> You'd be gin and juicing the rest of your life? Yeah, that's all I'd sing. My show is I sing gin and juice 12 times and then I leave. <laughs> still sell out every time. It would. That's the sad thing. When you got that kind of fame, that's what you can do. You want to pay like a hundred bucks to hear Gin and Juice sung 12 times in a row live? Yes, I do. But I know. I mean, I've done stand-up. It's so much easier to just go back to an old set than to like do new stuff. <laughs> it's true. When you picture in the tour that they're doing, when they get to Australia, that's not the beginning or the middle. That's like far into the tour. So far, they're so far removed from anything they know. You could forgive them for phoning it in. And by that time, even if I was Snoop Dogg like I gotta get out my new music everyone has to hear my new tracks by the time I got to like Sydney I'd be like yeah it's just gin and juice here on out I'm too tired I can't really remember all the words to my new song and you're learning to perform a new song would be hard like how does that lyric go again you wrote it I know I did see some famous footage of Dolly Parton she's getting quite old now she was halfway through a concert and she forgot the words to her song and she stopped everything it's like she's so famous and experienced and been around so long that it doesn't even bother her she's like oh what are the words she turned to the crowd like hey guys what's the next line because the Dolly Parton fans they all know the line they yell out and she goes alright let's keep going doesn't give a crap I mean I'd be very disappointed if the next lyrics were working 9 to 5 I'm like, <laughs> you should probably know that <laughs> 
I wonder if that does happen often that some singers just forget the lyrics to their songs. I imagine there'd be so many of them who would get their choruses mixed up or something. Like they do the big lead up and then, <laughs> yeah, I mixed that up because when I wrote it, I was <laughs> writing them at the same time and they both have this thing. That- I do that with jokes sometimes where <laughs> I am about to say a punchline to a joke it used to be. I've been on stage halfway through a joke and completely forgotten the ending. It just completely fucks off on me. I've said it a thousand times and it's a very awkward moment where I'm like, oh shit, I completely forgot where I was going with that. Everyone here is waiting to hear a conclusion to something and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I blanked. Were you guys paying attention? What did I just say? When you're like Dolly Parton famous, you can do that. If you're a singer, it's easier. If you're a comedian, I think it's hard. Because if you're a singer and you forget the words, then you can just start talking and go, ha I forgot the words and make a joke. But if you're a comedian forget what you're saying, you've literally forgot how to make a joke. <laughs> and you can't stop doing a joke and start talking because doing a joke is talking. So you're like halfway through it, the guitar doesn't cut out and you go, hang on a second, guys. Unless you completely change your voice. I'm telling a joke. I'm sorry, guys. I, I forgot. Like, like this is my real voice. Yeah. That's my comedy voice. My singing voice. <laughs> if you forget a joke, you just start singing a song. I think that's what we're going to have to do. That would be so funny to see a comedian forget their yeah. joke and then just like going, working nine to five. What a way to make a living. <laughs> And as a comedian, if you can go to your audience, what's the end of this joke, then there's probably no point to saying it. If they already know the joke, why are you telling it? And if they know it better than you, you really need some new jokes. That would be awesome to see someone perform a comedian set for that comedian. Like to have Jerry Seinfeld sitting there and watch someone else do his set. Do a Jerry Seinfeld. That would be great. I'd love to do that. Would you like to see someone do your set in front of you? No, but I'd love to do it to someone else. <laughs> like, that's my set. You're doing it wrong. You're missing all the good points. No, I'd hate it because they'd probably do it better. Like, wow. Wow, he really brought it. I reckon probably there's a lot of people who can do Monty Python sketches better than the Monty Python guys can these days. They're all getting a bit old and forgetful. I saw one of them do like a late night talk show in America and they did one of the old sketches. They did the, know what I mean, Wink, nah, Jay, know what I mean? But this is like 40, 50 years after they originally did it and everything he knows about acting, like, you know, he's got the big smile, he's really playing it out, but it's like, we all know this sketch. Why are you doing this? Okay, it was a classic bit then. It's been like 40 years. <laughs> Comedy has evolved. The references don't make sense. Also, shouldn't you be doing some new shit by now? What are you doing saying wink nudge? Come up with another joke. If I get 50 years into my career and I'm still doing the same crap I started with, something has gone wrong. See, I've always seen Monty Python as the beastie boys of comedy. That makes perfect sense to me. Because <laughs> 90% of what they put out is just complete cr- shit. But and everyone goes, to- they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> they do have some really great stuff, but yeah, most of it is just complete crap exactly. and unwatchable. But it was brought out in that time. Monty Python was experimental <laughs> late night, which meant that no one really saw it. But when a bit was good, people go, oh, check out this bit. Oh, wow, they're good. They don't see the other 20 hours of a man dressed up as a woman <laughs> kicking a fake dog with a parrot voice. Maybe that's what we need to do for our YouTube channel. Just put out a bunch more sketches, but make them like weird and shitty and no one will like them. Have and then just put ones. some gold scattered in there. Well, first, let's start by trying to make some gold. Isn't that the plan we're doing? already i thought we were trying that <laughs> we could just be in dresses kicking around a hedgehog that that's is, a sketch that's a sketch very monty python-esque can you get a hedgehog i can get dresses can you get a hedgehog <laughs> why am i in charge of the difficult part <laughs> because i called I it get first. dresses i can get dresses <laughs> dresses are easy to get most of the clothing stores sell them all right well cancel that we can't do hedgehog i don't know i've got a cat but i probably shouldn't kick him don't kick the cat unless you want to get famous as being like a prick to animals we could have beef with peter then we can release our beef album and do raps beef against peter Peter. That's a pretty good album name. Beef 
against Peter. You hate us because we are meat eater, Peter. You they would probably we- say they had tofu against us or something like that. They would make it lame. <laughs> I'd respect that. <laughs> we got tofu. Okay. I'm talking, we're bringing more iron than mushrooms. I just saw this, this goes, they're also known as D-Twizzy and D-Twizzle. Or Detroit 12 or the Dirty Dozen. It kind of seems like they wrote this. Most Wikipedia pages appear to be written by someone else about someone else. When you've got also known as Dirty Dozen D-Twizzy or D-Twizzle, that's them writing it up. Like, make sure you put in D-Twizzle. Because remember that one time I said that? See, I reckon it was Bizarre who did it because his name's first after Proof, who's dead. Yeah. So it's like, well, I got to put the dead guy first. And you definitely <laughs> got to put Eminem. Because everyone's looking to make sure it's Eminem. Because if you looked up D-12 and there was no Eminem, you'd assume you'd have the wrong D-12. I do like that under the genres, it's hip-hop horrorcore. They are not horrorcore. I just want to make that very clear. I'm not 100% sure what horrorcore is, but D12 is not horrorcore. I think it's funny, though, that Eminem put out a song saying, like, this is why D12 has split up. But then you've got these other guys down here, Conniver, Mr. Porter Bazaar, and Swifty, who are all like, no, motherfucker, we're still together. D12 hasn't split up. You left. You left. We're not split up. We're still here. It's just you that went. Most of the members are still here. <laughs> Listen here, Ginger Spice. Well, it's kind of like when Eminem leaves D12, of course it falls apart. Well, when the- Ginger Spice left the Spice Girls and they fell apart, it was kind of like, really? She was the most popular one? I think, no, it was just that band was done. Yeah. And the Spice Girls, there were five chicks and now there's four. That's like, okay, you got a four-legged table. You remove one of the legs and it falls over. And you go, really? That was the most important leg? No, no, no. It requires four legs to stay up. Jerry Halliwell is not the leg that was holding up the table that was Spice Girls. She was just one of the legs. It's a five-legged table, requires all of them. It's weird from that whole boy band, girl band era where the most famous one who's stuck around is Justin Timberlake. Member of NSYNC. I got respect for JT. So much so that I call him JT. (laughs) That guy, he came out as the biggest punts. Like, I I think that's a word I can use. Like, that's the best way to describe him. He was the little boy band. Oh my God, I'm so cute and I'm going to dance. I'm just going to be so non-threatening, like a little heartthrob. And then when he left, the band he went out of his way to get in as many movies and as many things where he plays the cool guy like the guy that you go yeah man look he's doing drugs he must be really hardcore oh look he's like a badass like in everything he does like that's what I'd do if I was in a boy band and I wasn't even the tough one because there was a tough one in the group and he wasn't it as soon as I'd left that fame I'd just be like alright put me in gangster movie after gangster movie put me in stoner films I need stuff where I shoot people he did that out of time movie that I really wanted to like <laughs> I haven't seen it but that's the best description I've ever heard did you like it I wanted to I really wanted to it seems like a cool concept I kind of like him in movies so yeah. I was into that what? but no it just falls apart what is it essentially it works in the future where we can all technically be mortal oh it's the you clock. have a little clock on you money is time yes time is money and you exchange it so you can live day to day I heard of it I saw the ads never went and saw it nah it's kind of disappointing <laughs> it's an alright concept and it seems alright it's just poorly executed. I feel like it's one of those premises that only lasts about 30 minutes and then everything starts to kind of break apart. It's like The Purge. If that movie went any longer, it would completely fall apart. <laughs> That's as long as you can have that premise in a movie without it making no sense. I thought up to Purge 4 though. Yeah, and I should have stopped like halfway through number one. I don't know. I'm for this Purge series. I reckon they keep doing it. It's beyond the point of reason now. I haven't seen this last one, which is called The First Purge because they've had to How prequel. It yeah, because in the last one, it was about the last Purge. They decided to wrap it up and be like the 
purge is ending now. Someone got elected who's going to end the purge. So then another movie comes out going prequel, first purge. So they're starting all over again. They're like, damn you, we can make as many of these things as we want. And it's easy because then you go the new purge where, okay, we outlawed the purge, but something happened. Mm. Guess what? We're having the purge again. Oh my God, what are the odds? I do like it when people monster through something like that to make whatever they want. Mad Max 1 has nothing to do with Thunderdome. No. They're completely separate concepts, but that's where they wanted to get to. So why not? Just let it happen. I did want to mention, because I saw this, the feud section. Did you know that D12 has beef with people? Yeah. Natus. I don't know who the people are. And that's a good sign of how good their beefs are going. They're the most famous ones in the beef. (laughs) It's between D12 and Natus, and I've kind of heard of D12. The beefs are meant to go up. I think beefs are just staples, because Eminem had beef with the Insane Clown Posse. But when you say he had beef with them, it just meant he crapped on them during his songs, and they didn't like him, as far as I can tell. Because jugglos are a thing, but Eminem's input, not really going to hurt them, and they're not really anywhere near as famous as Eminem. Well, apparently it began when D12 opened for Little Kim. with Natus. Yeah. It was alleged that the Natist band member, Ethem Smith. Oh, Natus is a band? Yeah. was okay. attacked by D12 associates. Uh, associates of uh, D12. So not the D12 members, but people who are associated with D12 attacked a member, Esham Smith. Yeah, he had it coming. And this was after he was invited on stage and subsequently outperformed them. <laughs> That's a cute little thing to get in there. So D12 went, all right, y'all, we're going to get some from Natus up here. Yo, Esham Smith, get on stage. And then he reckons he outperformed them but then and this is probably where the real beef came from Eminem was on good terms with him but then they had a falling out that's when it's a beef <laughs> like you don't like our leader because I mean let's be honest if you had beef with Bizarre no one cares and if Bizarre was like come on man this guy is ripping on me we're gonna do an album about it like shut up Bizarre no one cares everyone hates you and later Esham allegedly threw items at a D12 tour bus oh he threw shit at their tour bus this barely counts but here we go Smith sustained a broken nose bruised eardrum a temporary loss of hearing which is important to rappers and multiple cuts and bruises according to his label spokeswoman apparently their song instigator is dissing natus well proof made two diss tracks aimed specifically at Esham every sucker has a moment and uh huh I mean I'm sure as Esham was walking along and someone said the new D12 song uh huh he'd be like oh shit that's about me (laughs) well that's the way how you can get famous in rap is having a rap beef I mean west coast east coast just pick someone I think it works better when you're on the same team as the person they're like look Mm. two Tupac and Biggie. They hated each other. They were at war with each other. They were shooting each other. No, they weren't. They were friends. East Coast and West Coast. And they went, all right, I'll say like Big Up the East Coast. And everyone will buy my album on the East Coast. You say West Coast. And then people will still buy our albums. Then they'll have big debates over who's better. Genius. Well, that's what you want to have, the debate. That's what it is. You want people arguing who's better, this one or that one. That's when people really get passionate. It's like the beef between Michael Jackson and Prince. There was no beef, but they kind of look the same. So everyone go, which one's better? They basically are the same thing. Yeah. Prince won. Uh, I don't know. I think Michael Jackson did pretty well for himself. Because you had Prince died and Michael Jackson died and both had big tributes. Wait, Prince died? Yeah, exactly. But when Michael Jackson died, that (laughs) That affected the world. You could not have escaped that. You didn't know that Prince died? That was pretty big. Was that this year or last year? God, this is like opposite to every episode. I've explained to you that many people you thought were dead or alive. Now I'm telling you all these people who you thought were alive are dead. I think I remember Prince dying. Oh, 2006. Wow. That was a long time ago. He died like two, three years ago. Well, I'm 
an idiot. Okay. Like <clears throat> April 2006. Yeah. So like I could have sworn it was like three, three months ago, ago yeah. at best, but no, okay. That was a while ago. Accidental drug overdose was cause of death for Prince. That's a good way to go out. Wasn't he like a Jehovah's Witness? No way. Yeah, he was. He was All a he big did was Jehovah's... talk about having sex. Okay. We got to find this out. Uh, what religion <laughs> was Prince the singer? He's a Jehovah's Witness. You're right. Jehovah's Witness. Called it. Wow. He was a big Jehovah's Witness. Apparently he tried to get Kevin Smith to film a documentary with him. Oh, wow. About Jehovah's Witnessism. From an accidental drug overdose and everything he sang about, I don't know how Jehovah's Witnessy he is. Apparently he was really into it. He would go door knocking and everything. I was just about to ask. Imagine like it's Saturday morning. You just got up. You're eating your wheat bix. There's a knock at the door. And you're like, oh, I bet it's a freaking Jehovah's Witness. You open the door and there's Prince. It's like, do you want to talk about Jesus? I'll talk about Purple Rain. <laughs> Did Jesus make Purple Rain? You bring him in for the discussion and everything's just like a fallback to him. Like, And so the three wise men brought him gifts. Were some of the gifts diamonds and pearls? No. <laughs> no, no. It was gold, frankincense and mo. Yeah, yeah. So what's your next album going to be like? Yeah, it would be weird having a celebrity Jehovah's Witness. Imagine the best celebrity that you like the most. I don't know. Who is your like? Oh, like if someone rocked up at my door and I'd totally convert because it was them. Oh, that's a really good question. I feel like if Cypress Hill rocked up at my door. <laughs> Whatever religion they're into. I'm just going to do whatever they say. Not just because I like their music, but more because they're big and scary. Yo, man, we Cypress Hill. You should be Jehovah's Witness. Okay, please don't hurt me. You want some weed? I could find you some weed. I feel like I'm supposed to give you weed. <laughs> the most confused I would be is Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Why are you at my door? Wait, you believe in this. <laughs> <laughs> you read all them science books and you're trying to tell me about how the end is nigh. Oh, thank you. A copy of the Watchtower. You read this and you think you should be giving this to other people? If he did rock up, you would think twice about it, wouldn't you? <laughs> He's like, well, what does he know that I don't? He's informed. Like, I went like, oh, science explains away all this silliness of religion. But if the scientist is saying that that religion's right, then <laughs> what I'm getting at is Neil deGrasse Tyson could make so much money if he, like, contracted to religions. Like, pick a religion you can't lose. If he said Scientology, you'd have to stop and go, wait, what? <laughs> well, the word science is in the name, guys. Think about it. Oh, the first thing you'd think is, what have they got on him? <laughs> They've clearly got some kind of leverage. Yeah, he's been bought off somehow or blackmailed. Which I think that's probably the downfall for both of us is no matter what happens, I'm so willing to sell out. <laughs> Second, my name has any kind of friction. I would just sell out to like the crappiest product that like paid the most money. And I would just balls out, not give a crap. Like the cars that you're promoting keep blowing up. Oh, no, 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 that's just media. That's someone else was doing something wrong. That's just a coincidence. Boom, it, like blows up behind me. See, that's a smear campaign. You all need to get into these death machines. I mean, cars. <laughs> I would not care. Yeah, well, having that on a recording is going to be very helpful when it comes to doing ads. Well, it'll be great because at least I'm being honest about it. Yeah, but that's why we can't do any ads on Wiki Review now. That's why it doesn't work. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. People will be like, does he really believe in it or is he just selling out? And it doesn't help that anytime we've ever tried to promote anything, it always mm. just ends up us ripping on it. Maybe that's how we do our advertising. We do anti-advertising. Mm. You pay us to bitch about your competitor. We probably already have done that. Well, I have looked into podcast advertising and it turns- It's grim. Yeah, it turns <laughs> out that what would happen is we would do an ad and if no one listening bought said product, then we don't get any money. We only get money based off sales. We kind of work on commissions. So we could essentially be doing ads for nothing. I mean, wouldn't be very different to what we're doing now. Yeah, but selling Not out for no for money. <laughs> At least we're willing to show that we can sell out. And I hate ads on podcasts anyway. I know, right? Uh, I mean, I'll take that back when we start doing them, but- yeah. Yeah, when we can make money for it. Well, but to be fair, of course you hate ads on podcasts. They interrupt the podcast. But if you got paid for those ads, you wouldn't hate them. <laughs> Why do you hate my 
ad. Do you know how much money I got for that? I don't know. What kind of product would you advertise on our podcast? Spatulas. Spatulas? You think we've got a, a good crowd that wants to spatula things? It's not that we have a crowd that wants to spatula. I feel that we've got a lot of people who don't own spatulas. Like, that's a target market for the spatula people. Like, there's a whole demographic that they're not selling to. But with our help, we can get spatulas in there. What about Loot Crate? Do you know what that is? No. You know how you go into those stores and you see all those comic booky toy things? Like, if you go to, like, an EB Games, how you go into that section where it has, like, all the little toys and shit? It's essentially you get sent a box full of that crap every month and you pay for a subscription fee. So they just send you a bunch of stupid little toys. <laughs> but everyone who gets famous on the internet eventually does an unboxing video with those things where you get sent one of them and we open it up and we react to the stuff that's in there. I'd like to do that. I don't think we'd ever be famous enough to be given the crate. We'd probably have to pay for the crate. Mm. I mean, it's shit like a Rick and Morty keychain. I'd like a Rick and Morty keychain. <laughs> <laughs> well, then subscribe to Loot Crate and hey. use our code WikiReview. We don't have a code. We don't have a code. Don't. But, but if, that's how we do it. But I figure if enough people go to Loot Crate and type in WikiReview, they're going to be like, what's this WikiReview thing going on? I'm not 100% sure that's how it works. I think it would just say you have entered in a wrong code. No, it's like you're voting for like Prime Minister or something. You just put in an extra box and write mm. your name and then tick it. And then if enough people do that, you'd become Prime Minister, right? Are you legally allowed to do that? No, not at all. Because <laughs> I've wondered about doing that if I wrote my own name on the ballot and put it in. But then that makes me pretty easy to track down. No one knows it's you. That's true. I could just say, well, that was just probably someone who knows me. Yeah, they thought it would be funny. How many of those did I get? Just one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> pretty sure the law in this country is if you write anything outside of the boxes, it either makes it invalid or they can't count. It has to be on the official ballot. But my theory is if enough people do it, it's the same as if no one votes, then no one can be a politician, right? But I think the people who count the votes probably don't have any power. They're probably just asked to throw those ones in the bin. Yeah, but if enough people do it, I'm talking like a whole, what do you call them, region of people, the seat. If everyone in the seat put an extra box with your name on it and no one voted for anything else, they'd have to deal with it. They'd be like, well, clearly this guy should be prime minister, right? <laughs> so what you reckon, if anyone who's listening should just write Ben Graw next time there's an election and then I could be prime minister? I'm pretty sure that would work. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't, but I'd like to see... I want to. I at least want to see them happen. try and backpedal out of it where they go, yeah. well, more people put in a write-in vote for Ben, but this guy actually won the election. Just to have a whole country go, wait, wait, wait. We all voted for that guy and you're not letting him uh, in? Oh, he didn't do it right. Yeah, but we voted for him. It would be a terrible idea making me prime minister though. Oh yeah, that's why it would work. Because that's <laughs> funny. It's enough of a joke that everyone would be like, yeah, I gotta do that. I mean, I don't really care about who's gonna win. <laughs> I'd rather just be a member of D12. That job I can do. A lot less pressure. No one expects anything from you. So yeah, uh. Natus was a group and two of their members got in fights with them at some point and got hurt and they threw stuff at a bus. Hardcore. Royce the 5'9". He stayed good with Eminem, but not D12. That's a smart move. That's because he did the group Bad Meets Evil with him. Yeah. I think I brought that up earlier. So that's his other D12. So when he stopped releasing D12 albums, he still released a Bad Meets Evil album. Ah, so it's like he sort of chose Royce over D12. Now, what's his problem with them? He was Eminem's hype man. I didn't know, because, you know, you always hear about hype man. I've never heard someone be officially referred to as Eminem's hype man. <laughs> and haven't we always said this? That's my job. Yep. I should be doing hype man. You should. I would be great at that. Everybody make some news! That's how I'd audition. But then it says with his position being taken up by Proof. Oh, because, yeah, Eminem went and I Proof's my hype man. Because he's my boy. So as uh, soon as Eminem got famous, he kind of ditched Royce the 5'9 and got, nah, Proof's my boy now. So it'd be like if I was doing a podcast with somebody else as well. And so I had my wiki review and I had my other one and you and the other guy were beefing. It's like, which one of you is the D12 and which one's Royce the 5'9? <laughs> it feels like either 
which one you say it's the wrong answer. It does. does <laughs> like, it? which one do you want to be? I don't want to be either of those people no one knows about. They also had beef with a rapper called Cannabis. Can E Bus. Ha ha ha. I do remember hearing a track that Eminem did called Cannabitch. Okay. Which is a diss on Cannabis. Cannabitch. <laughs> and it was about how even though his album was reviewed good by one magazine, it was essentially shit and flopped. At the end of the day, what matters is who's the most successful musician. So you can say whatever you want, like, oh, you're a bitch or whatever. But all you really have to go is, I sold 7 million albums. <laughs> how many albums did you sell? That's the end of the argument. And that's what you see with roast battles too with comedians. They'll come up with like, some of them will like research their history. Like when you were a kid, you were in a wheelchair or something for a period of time. Like whereas the other guy will go like, yeah, I've been on TV a bunch. No one knows who you are. I will. Yeah. Nothing you can say back to that. Yes, you're more successful than me. Well, I did hear a beef between Eminem and a rapper Machine Gun Kelly. I've heard that name. But yeah, he's not that famous. And that's essentially how that rap battle went. <laughs> When Machine Gun Kelly's like, dude, you used to be cool and now you're just lame. And then Eminem's like, motherfucker, I'm Eminem. Well, what do you want from me? Like, I'm way more famous than you'll ever be. Oh, my album sucks. Still did better than any of yours. And the most famous you'll ever be. The only reason I know the name Machine Gun Kelly is because of Eminem. That's as famous as you are. You're just some guy that Eminem had a beef with at some point. You're a guy that Eminem didn't like. That's all you'll ever be. I mean, Eminem, I think, slammed him down with one line where it's selling along lines of, you may hate me but I reckon that you would suck my dick to be me for one second <laughs> boom it's like true Machine Gun Kelly is like this white boy rapper is he? so yeah he's kind of like an Eminem knockoff <laughs> he's trying to be young Eminem when he was in his like crazy stage he's just trying to be the next Eminem <laughs> uh, now basically Eminem just raps a lot about how hard it is being famous and how he was washed up on drugs and now he's coming back all he ever does is complain he's, he's a very complainy rapper but then that's what he does like, it is hard to keep trying to constantly be pissed off Imagine that, Ben. You get famous. All this bitching that you're doing is finally paying off. You're going to be a big rapper. And so your next album, naturally, wouldn't it be like, I got a nice car. Look, everyone likes me. I'm doing well. But Eminem knew that he can't do that. He has to come and go, yeah, I got famous, but I don't like it. It's like really annoying. Like, I never asked for this, even though I worked really hard to get it. I'm so glad that I have it. And I've got millions of dollars and I'm really happy. But it's just, I'm just not satisfied as a person. I see why he does get the status of the best rapper ever, though. Because I've heard some of his songs recently. Recently, and you may not like the songs in total better than all other rappers, but just lyrically based alone, it's like that guy's memorized the dictionary. Like so some good. of the rhymes are intense and all of it's articulate and makes sense. It's every element of rapping he's good at. His rhyming ability is insane. Mm. So insane that we're doing the page for D12 and for some reason we're still talking about Eminem. But whenever you talk about D12, you got to spend 90% of the time talking about Eminem. That's the that's whole the point. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole rules. rules. D12, yeah. So Eminem's really good rapper. How do you reckon they honestly split those albums though? When the profits came <laughs> in, Eminem probably got like 60% and they split the other 40, right? I would have said like they walked away with like 2% for like musical credit. I bet they probably didn't write much. They had nothing to do with the music. Oh, we could look this up, but I don't care. I'd prefer to make my own judgment calls. He could have rocked up in there and gone, I'm going to take 98% of the total and you guys get the rest. And they'd be like, yeah, that's fair. Because <laughs> that is fair. That's actually really good for them. But how would you feel if like we ended up in a comedy duo where we're making heaps of money but I'm getting like 90% of it and you'll get 10%. That's gonna make you feel bad. That's how you know you gotta get some side action going. There is the old tradition in comedy duos that the straight man gets uh, 60% which I don't know if we have a straight man but just the fact that you're that popular like (laughs) oh yeah Ben we need you to do a show. Can I bring Garth along? I guess. (laughs) Yeah that wouldn't be fun for anyone involved. I mean it'd be a real trip for you but it'd be annoying for you. It's like I gotta bring him along. Yeah I don't wanna be the D12 of this group. Yeah no one wants to be (laughs) D12. 
12 of anything. <laughs> I'm the shady, right? I'm the shady. <laughs> Turns out we're both the D12 of this group. <laughs> yeah, we're like when the group was Swifty McFay and Con Artist. That's it. That, that's who we are. I call Swift. Damn it. <laughs> There's no right one to call there. Oh, no, not Con Artist. Conniver. So I'm Conniver. See, I'm the one who everyone always gets mixed up with. Everyone will just ask me, are you Con Artist? No, Conniver. I'm Conniver. I'm the other one. So I think Swifty is the one that people least know in the group. Because when the other two rap together, you go, oh, yeah, they're the two that rap together. Conniver and Con Artist. They always rap together. So when you see two guys rapping together, you go, that's Conniver and Con Artist. But then this other guy raps, and you're like, Proof got fat. Because, yeah, you got the fat one bizarre, and you have Proof, who's clearly Eminem's best friend. Yes, that's his boy. And he's a skinny black guy with a deep voice. He stands out compared to the rest. And Swifty's just lucky to be in the group. He must have pulled a Swifty to get in there. It would be funny if one of us has to make a Stepping Stones track for the other one one day. <laughs> one day. Dude, I tried. I tried. God, they're clearly not into you. <laughs> they're just not that into you. I also got you that Sex in the City book. See, that's what fascinates me about this page. D12 is a group who was given every opportunity to be a superstar. Yes. No one can say they weren't given the opportunity and it just didn't, didn't pan out. We can always complain, oh, I wasn't given the opportunity. Oh, things didn't line up. But to be given everything on a platter, you're given a world tour. They came to Australia. No one ever put us on a tour to Australia. No. They were on Channel V. They had music videos with the world's biggest rapper. <laughs> no one cares. Nobody gave a crap. Did you buy a D12 album? I did when I was younger, yeah. We all gave them the like, you are with Eminem. We'll give you a go. We will stop what we're doing. We will learn your names as best we can. And we will try to enjoy your music. And I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't take. No one cares. And no uh. one else in the hip hop world wanted to bring you in. We probably haven't got what it takes to be famous. But yeah. we don't know that for a fact yet. D12 knows no. that for a fact. No, you can't be famous. You tried that, remember? It didn't work. <laughs> you were in songs with Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dre, 50 Cent. Still couldn't do it. Still couldn't do it. Because I would like to feel that if you put me in a song with Snoop Dogg, that's all the opportunity I need. I could probably be a famous rapper from there. And it should be fine. Yeah, it should be fine. Because you'll always be that guy who, oh yeah, he worked with Snoop Dogg. There are so many people out there in the artistic world that are famous, that have no talent, but they're still famous because they have a great marketing group. D12, they have the best possible marketing put on them and they're just so lacking in talent. <laughs> and that's what I'd put it down to. I like them, but they're not good. So what would you rank the Wikipedia page for D12? <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to be clever, but I'm just going to have to give it a D12 out of a possible M&M. <laughs> that's a very poor rating right there. <laughs> so you know. You know. Okay, you could have been an M&M. That's like as good as a page can get but you're d12 <laughs> and that's what this is i thought we were going to learn some cute things that would be like all right wow like they did that no all we've learned is they're a really horrible example of what not to do it's kind of like embarrassing to the point they have beefs that no one cared about and it's on their wikipedia page <laughs> <laughs> you put down horrorcore as your genre and you thought that that would help in some way i can't believe natus outperformed them I've never even heard of that band. And they beat them in the beef. That's yeah. hilarious. When you go through it individually, each person, you try to find someone that's like, you know, this guy could be a real... Proof was the closest they got to a real rapper who could have gone on to do something, but he's such a real rapper that he got shot. Everyone else is just like, 
like this guy who's trying to do a thing. That's how I view this page. What did you think, Ben? Well, I'm going to rate mine out of 12. How many Ds out of 12 are you going to rate this, Ben? How many Ds out of 12? Well, I figured I would look over how many active members there are in D12 at this point, which seems like four, which yikes for them. <laughs> so I will give them a rating out of four out of 12, but in their heyday, they were six out of 12. So we'll go between four and six out of 12. Maybe an extra point for Fuzz Skoda. <laughs> give him like a quarter of a point for Fuzz Skoda. Yeah, quarter of a, a point. <laughs> he was in there for a year as yeah. an official member. Oh, uh, that is a terrible rap name. These guys need to learn how to name things. Like, See, I'm not sure how I am at naming things. I always question names I pick for things. I'm like, oh, Wiki Review, is that the best title? Is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, it was already a thing we found out. Anyways. <laughs> but no, you're right, because Proof, that's a good rapper name. Swifty's a good name, but he had to call himself Swifty McVeigh. I reckon Swifty was already taken. It's um, kind of like, you know, when you go to type in a username at something and then like it's taken, so you just add shit to the end. So he'd be Swifty McVeigh 6969 Sex Hot Sex 69 at Hotmail. It'd be awesome if that's what musicians names came to it's like all the things were taken so oh. it was just like you know swifty 96245 yeah <laughs> oh he's better than 92641 <laughs> the battle of the swifties <laughs> who's the swiftiest but yeah bizarre is a terrible name for a rapper and everything he does is terrible to try and be like different mr porter needs to pick a name caniva that's too hard to pr- it sounds like he should be african like boom boom Hello, my people. I'm ready to rap for the D12. Right? That's what I'm he- a conniver. <laughs> With the ninja. <laughs> but yeah, so other than proof, they all just sound like terrible ideas. Like bugs. Is that like the rabbit? Yeah. That's what I think. I think of Bugs Bunny when I hear that. He had to put the Z in. Mm-mm. Bugs. Not s- and he died about when Eminem got really famous. I wonder if that's related. Yeah, I think this was a really good episode because you came to me a little while ago and said, we need to do a band. We haven't done a band yet on Wiki Review. We need to do one. And then we sat there for a while going like, do you know any bands? Yeah, we had like Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, Rolling Stones, Queen. And I think I said D12 as a joke. <laughs> and when you just stuck on and went, I think this is good. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we got a whole Wiki Review episode in <laughs> D12. D12. <laughs> but, but I love the story of them that they were given every opportunity. And just not. It didn't work out. <laughs> they haven't got what it takes and they know that for a fact. And they're not going to do something else now. This is what they're doing for the rest of their lives. As much as Eminem said that, oh, the band's disbanded. No, you just left. We're going to keep being D12 for as long as people will pay to see Eminem's old crew. <laughs> And I guess the equivalent for us would be if we made a hit TV show, had two great seasons, everyone liked it, but then we went back to work after it. We just couldn't get work anywhere else. No, I would be going around doing stage shows of that TV show. <laughs> everyone remember Kev the Lunchman? Woo! <laughs> You'd just be doing your line. Like a Cheech and Chong show. <laughs> remember when we, were, we did those good jokes? Yeah, we'll do them again. We mentioned that earlier. Comedians can't ask your audience for a joke. Cheech and Chong do that. Because they do all their old sketches. If they forgot, they could ask the audience. And out of everyone in comedy, the most forgivable for forgetting would be Chong. Like, if Chong forgets something, you're like, ha classic Chong. It's funnier that he doesn't remember. Is Chong still alive? Yeah. Why are you asking me? Like, I think we've proved beyond a shadow of a doubt I should not be asked these questions. Because this might be one I think is dead that's not. Yeah, no. He's- or I'm about to break your heart again. I'm pretty sure he's alive. 
Born. Okay, so he's still alive. Tommy Chong, still alive. Aged 80 years. Cool, so he's still alive. I actually thought he was dead. Whoa, this is catching, it turns out. That's sweet. I'm actually really happy to hear that he's still alive. Is it a good feeling? <laughs> like, you come to terms with the idea of him being dead, and then you're like, no, he's still alive. Did oh. you see him in that 70s show? Yeah. He crushed that part. It was like it was made for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, Leo. It was awesome. Yeah, man. All right, so I think that's a really positive note to end on. Tommy Chong's alive, despite every single minute of his life and the way he's lived it. That's a uh. wonderful feeling. I want everyone to go out and spend the rest of the day just thinking about how Tommy Chong's alive. And how good that is for the world. That's a really good thing for the world. We need more Tommy Chong's. Other than that, I guess should plug the YouTube channel, Humidor. Get onto it. It's hilarious. Yeah, we've got lots of great videos on there. Ben the Ghost, things you wouldn't want to hear a doctor say. There will be more stuff. Yeah, we've got heaps of stuff coming out. Lots of big stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've been working on heaps of stuff at the moment so we're gonna have that coming out over this year and if you want hit us up on Facebook or email us or whatever at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com don't just go wikireview at gmail.com it's someone completely different it's wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com I realized in some of the recordings I've said that wrong and I, I know that <laughs> so if in doubt check the show notes and if you have wikireview at gmail.com at your email address could you just pass along to us yeah. all the emails that were meant to go to us yeah just forward them to us if you could yeah that'd be nice if you check the show notes, you can see our Facebook, email, website, humidor.com.au, YouTube channel, all the stuff that you need to see. All that good stuff. Check it out. All right. Other than that, I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. <laughs> that's a very musical end. Yeah, because we're in D12, y'all. Very Nate Dog of you. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should be trying to do. Nate Dog it up. <laughs> all right. And we'll catch you on the next wiki review. Word. What? What? Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Smoke Wiki Review every day. <laughs>